Welcome everyone to Wisdom Talks. Mm. In today's Wisdom Talks, we're going to do something a little bit different, where instead of interviewing an elder or a wisdom keeper, we're going to you know, reveal what it is that we're looking for in their stories. And what we are doing here is we are re-adopting we are reclaiming this mythic indigenous lens, this ancestral way of, of looking at our life, of their times of descent, how through indigenous cultures we approach grief, how we find there's beauty and gifts in our struggles. And Basically, we're looking through this lens that weaves us back into this relationship with the great mystery and how we are each uniquely being dreamt into the earth. And the reason why this is important, why we are bringing in these elders and wisdom keepers to share their stories is because there's a big contrast to this original way of seeing our life compared to today's life through this colonial Christian industrial mindset that has us feeling separate, has us feeling like we need to push through and conform. And if we're not conforming, we have this sense of inadequacy. And so in this, we see we move from a place of this deep relationship and the deeper meaning of our journey, where we know how we're contributing value to a system that isolates ourselves and loops us in a self-defeating loop where we create our own prison, right? And so we're going to share how do we begin to really see and reclaim this indigenous lens, this way of seeing our own life so that we can come into the deeper meanings and the teachings and the learnings that our life has afforded us so far. And it's a very healing shift. Okay. Now, before we go any further, however, we we like to share in these traditional ways, and this is part of that oral tradition. And so we begin by a form of beauty making, like a kind of prayer that weaves our hearts and our minds into, you know, these mysteries that are ready to speak with us. Because from this indigenous ancestral lens, we see that the path itself is alive and there's this element of courting the path, courting that greater intelligence that it may speak with us and steward us and guide us. So I invite you to take a moment and just come close in. Come into the silent place inside of you. Connect in with your breath. As you exhale, relax your whole body. And feel into these words. I'm going to share a poem with you that has a lot of ancestral remembrances and weaves within it. So feel into these words where you find yourself within the imagery that they coax out of you, what stirs inside of you. It's called remember, remember. <clears throat> Quiet now. Quiet now. Your grandmother's mother is inviting you in. Here as the full belly moon maiden glimmers on lake waters. She is inviting you into the ancestral hut of forgotten knowledge. She sings 
softly with her drum. She sings softly with her drum as you sit by the sacred fire. In the cauldron, on the hearth fire, her apprentice stirs the stew of memories. The spell-cast enchantments of aloneness are breaking. You're remembering. You are remembering where you come from now. Your father's father is inviting you in. Here on lake shores at the base of the mountain just before the sun breaks open into the day. The birch bark canoe is ready with provisions. Still waters reflect ancestral songlines of the sky people. He plays the flute prayers to the goddess dressing the dawn. Even now you are remembering the day holds gifts for you. Even now you are remembering you have gifts to give this day. There is a place. There is a place in the desert, in the mountains, in the heart of the sea. In the holy place inside you where the veils of your aloneness fall away. Spell cast enchantments fall away. Endangered knowledge awakens. The story of your true path becomes known to you. Even now, even now, your grandmother's mother is inviting you in. Even now, even now, your grandfather's father is preparing the canoe. Your blistered feet and your blistered heart from the life path that you have lived thus far holds, holds the medicine and sacred offerings you can now gift to the goddess who is dressing the dawn. Even now, even now, you already belong. Remember. Remember. Just let those words sit with you. The imagery, what stirs within you, let that come to the surface. You know, it's likely you can feel, you know, this is the time of our grandmother's mother and our grandfather's father, that many things have been forgotten. And what do we mean by that? We mean those ancient ancestors who still spoke in earth speech, right? A remembering of a way of life that wove us into relationships with the great mystery of life that was dreaming us into the world. You know, from the wisdom of the myth tellers, from the wisdom of the myth tellers, we learn there is a specific cycle 
of a civic pattern that we all go through, every single one of us. A cycle where we must descend down, down into times of uncertainty and struggle. And then we expand out. We expand out with new knowledge, new strengths, new understanding, new gifts that are afforded to us by the experience of navigating that inner and outer terrain of that journey. And it was known we each come into the world with a song. We each come into the world with a song, and you are that song. This is spoken in traditions around the world, from Africa to South America to the great northern tribes. In Australia, the the, uh, Aborigine, they speak that each person has a task of finding their own song line. They find their own song line with how they are being sung into the world through their lived story, the story that's being lived through them. Others speak how we are each being dreamt into the world by the earth herself and how, just like each plant and each insect, each animal is contributing something to the greater ecosystem, whether that's known or known what they're contributing. Right? So too, your personal journey of growth and transformation and healing, that is also contributing to the greater whole, whether you're aware of it or not. You are also expanding, you are contracting, and you will expand again. Just like the seasons, just like the rest of nature. In other words, in other words, there's nothing to attain. There is no lack inside of you. There is no inadequacy. You are already whole. And we are merely walking a path into further wholeness. So there's no need to conform, which brings us into a sense of being soul loss. Instead, we merely want to come close in and attune ourselves to the path being revealed as we walk it. This is that ancestral knowledge. See, what we find is indigenous cultures knew to look for these unique gifts that we each come into the world. What is your song? What is the gift that you bring? What is the beauty that each person holds within them within you right and through a series of carefully crafted what we call rites of passage each person was brought through an experience to bring them into direct contact with their hidden gifts their hidden strengths and weaknesses and the people would help them find their gifts the people would help them draw those gifts outside of them mature into them because it was known that each person gift wasn't for that person alone but they contribute that value to the world to each other and so you can see how this is in direct contrast to our modern colonial christian kind of industrial view of the world that instead of seeking out to find what are the gifts of each other to help nourish each other's gifts Instead, we are in a system that's focused on conditioning us to conform, right? To conform to 
the positions and roles that are being offered to us to conform to the limiting mores of a religion so we don't so that we stay in line and we don't create ripples right we're indoctrinated to support the corporate systems that are in place In other words, we're in a system focused on conformity that doesn't have the important cultural rites of passage and rituals to orient us to our gifts in order to support us coming into our own. So you can feel these are two very different ways of being in the world, two very different ways of understanding our stories. It is known that when a culture does not provide these rites of passage and these initiations then life is going to initiate you and it's going to initiate you by forcing you into what we call these dark descents it's going to initiate you through trauma and wounds and struggle and times of uncertainty it's going to initiate you when life suddenly redirects you onto a different path whether it's from losing your job or a marriage or some other event that occurs and in this we see that life has this greater intelligence and this is what we call the dreaming and what we find is that the main flaw in having life initiate us is that we we then don't have the community of peers and elders and mentors and youth to to drum us back into the circle of our people where we can be seen in the new now seen and acknowledged for the shift that has occurred inside of us to celebrate and value the gifts that we can now contribute when we let life initiate us we find we're doing it on ourselves we're doing it alone and we try to hide it we try to hide that we're in a descent we're trying to hide we're not in this state of affluence And what happens is when we do that, we then look back on our path and instead of seeing when life redirected us, when we had these times of descent, we have those, we try to cover them up. We have shame. We have guilt. We have this sense of feeling inadequate because we experienced that, right? And because we can't measure up to these unattainable standards of this colonized Christian industrial mindset that says, hey, we're supposed to be cogs in a wheel and always being doing right. Well, then we feel that sense of inadequacy and we also feel a sense of being a fraud because we're trying to live and create an image that just isn't attainable. And so you can see here how in our colonial colonized mindset, our system at play, we actually get what we call spell cast. These spells have been cast to keep us imprisoned in our own self that doesn't let us honor the true unique gifts, this unique song inside of us. And there's a common word used by indigenous cultures for those who don't live their unique song line and those who are initiated into their medicine and are forced to conform. And this word basically translates as becoming soul loss. Soul loss. See, our, our soul splinters. And we become orphaned from our own song that is wanting to be sung through us. 
and we're not seen or acknowledged for our gifts. And since we can't seem to measure up to society's standards, right, of this conformed in imagery, again, we we feel this sense of diminished self. I've experienced it. We all experienced it. Now, what we call that is called colonization. We've been, our stories have been colonized. See, we say bad storytelling casts spells. Bad storytelling casts spells. Good storytelling. Good storytelling breaks spells. So what we're doing here in these wisdom talks is breaking spells. And we're helping you reclaim your true story that reveals your unique path that initiates you into your medicine and how you're uniquely being dreamt into the world. That is the point of these wisdom talks. When we speak with these elders and these wisdom keepers and we trail the path of their story, we are seeing in them these how life has been initiated through them, how their struggles, their grief, their times of descent have actually are their blessings, their gifts to us. And how can we draw them out? And many in our colonized world today, we just can't see it. Like, how is there gifts in our trauma? It's a beautiful poem here by Angie Solens. It says, your ancestors knew. Your ancestors knew that nature is beautiful and terrifying. Your ancestors knew that rainbows are courted by storms. That rainbows are courted by storms. That day shares the sky with night. That decay caresses beauty's cheek. That decay caresses beauty cheek, beauty's cheek. That rubble in your life, right? that trouble, it is invitation. It is initiation. Your deepest self is calling you down, down, underground, so that you can grow up rooted like a tree's. Your heart is green even amongst the ashes. Mm. It's written by Angie Solens. Mm. Mm. So what we're speaking into here is that there is a, a beautiful rhythm of life that is designed for us to descend and to have grief and to have these experiences because they initiate us into the deeper layers of our life. You know, there's a story by the Inuits up there in Alaska where they say, you know, so many people are trying to go up and stay in what's called the moon palace. And up there in the moon palace, they can look down at earth and all the things that are happening there. But they, but they are not there. You know, they can see it from a distance. So they're safe. They're not involved. But the elders share, you know, it's a three, three day journey back to earth. And we want to go back down. And what that is, is a journey back into relatedness. 
It's a back into this relatedness with the rest of creation, with the rest of nature that is, that we are all a part of. And so our task here, what we're doing is this process of decolonizing our stories and we're moving from this prison of the moon palace. And we're finding enlightenment isn't about ascension, it's about descension. It's descending back into the relatedness. For example, the Celts have this word, which basically means old hurt, old hurt. And it's the kind of hurt that no Celt would ever want to be without. Because it means you've been touched by love. You have been touched by life and you have been changed by that. It's a courageous thing to love. It's a courageous thing to love what death can touch. It's a courageous thing to love that which can be taken away. And so it was a mark of someone who has been really touched by life. And in many cultures, if someone didn't have this sense of old hurt, then they weren't actually able to hold any important position within the village. Because it brought them into the relatedness of others. So again, what we're doing here, and we're not going to go into a whole bunch of details with what are these specific cycles. You know, Joseph Campbell, the who wrote the, uh, you know, the Hero of a Thousand Faces, he got to touch upon these from these mythic lenses from cultures around the world, which is known as this cyclic cycle that we go through again and again and again, where there's this call to adventure or we get forced into initiation and we descend down into a time of unknowing. When certain mentors show up, certain elders, certain adversaries, certain allies. But we go into this process of not knowing, of being in uncertainty. But in that process, we come into direct contact with our own limitations, with our own stories and beliefs, with our own limited self. And through this process, we are forced to find our own hidden strengths and evolve beyond them. We go through what's called the belly of the beast where we just want to tap out. But then suddenly something happens. A new door opens, a new concept, a new understanding. And suddenly we find a how to step forward. And as we step forward, we begin to ascend and apply this new understanding, these new skills, this new sense of self. And then we're going to be tested. And if we pass that test, we're like, yes, I'm ready to become embodied in this new awareness of self and life. Then we expand into a new now. If we refuse that, we will return back through that cyclic stage. So I used to guide at-risk youth out into the wilderness. And these youth were just broken. They were so broken and they didn't feel like they were worthy of love. They didn't feel they were worthy of us even helping them. They said like, we're worthless. We did such horrible things. But through this process, they'd be out there for over a hundred days at a time. We would be making fire by friction, you know, just using sticks, just using primitive methods for a hundred days, just traveling through open wilderness. But there was always a moment when suddenly when they made that first coal, from that fire and they see it glowing that just a little coal just as big as your fingertip they saw it glowing and they put it in this little tinder bundle 
of bark and they blew it into flame and they put it into the fire and suddenly they gave fire to our group. Suddenly we had light to protect us from the night. We can now cook our food. We can share our stories because of the fire they made. Suddenly a shift occurs there and they find what they are truly capable of. The old stories of being unworthy, of being incapable, of being limited, fall away. The spells that had been cast of limitation dissolved and they stepped into a new sense of self. Life is constantly initiating us. And what we are doing here is reattuning ourselves to see from this mythic indigenous lens, these ancestral ways to say, how has my life been initiating me? And when you can see that, those stories that you use to reinforce a sense of inadequacy and unworthiness, those same stories suddenly change and you see they were initiating you into strengths and gifts you hadn't fully harvested yet. So those stories that once bound you suddenly becomes the stories that that reinforce your value, reinforce your gifts, that validate your power because you lived that. You experienced that. And no one can take that from you. So I hope you join us on these further wisdom talks as we bring in more wisdom keepers and elders and we trail their stories so you can begin to see real life experiences of what this really looks like and begin to reflect on your own story so you can begin to reclaim your story, decolonize your stories and come back into your true power. And if you want help with that, this is what I do. I love guiding people through this journey. Just reach out to me at learning at treeoftotems.com. Again, my name is Chivito Koa, Little Goat Crow. I am passionate about helping us reclaim these stories, decolonize our lives. And I hope to see you in our next Wisdom Talk. So thank you for joining us. So much gratitude. 